0: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Juba Akpom. I hope you enjoy listening to this edition of Arsenal Audio Programme.
1: Carabao Cup Fourth Round Tuesday, October 24th, 2017 Arsenal v Norwich City kickoff 7.45pm The Contents The Manager, Arsene Wenger The Captain, Pa Mertesacker Voice of Arsenal Youth, women, young gun, pressure points, POW, culture, match action, Arsenal v Brighton and Hove Albion, glory days, match action, Watford v Arsenal, visitors Norwich City, Match action, Red Star, Belgrade, the Arsenal. Player feature, Rob Holding. Teams.
2: The boss, Arsene Wenger. The boss on Sunday's win and the development of our Carabao Cup team. Arsene was talking to Chris Harris. The quality was there on Sunday and we had all kinds of challenges to overcome, because we went 1-0 down after starting well. It was a mental test, but we kept going, we kept our focus, and slowly the quality of our movement, the quality of our passing, gave Everton problems after that. With the offensive strength we have, of course, that made the difference. Offensively and defensively, we played very well on the whole. Our quality of passing was good. Finishing-wise, we could have done a little bit better, if you want to be absolutely harsh, but overall we had the quality. We were under pressure to get an away result, because up until now our away results had been poor overall. I must say we were poor in our performances, and that is always a worry as well. We didn't get the results, so it was important to get that out of the way, because it can become a mental block. To get that out of the way was good, especially in the way we responded. We were under pressure, but it didn't inhibit us. Our resolve was even stronger, our desire to play was strong, so that was the positive of the day. Masuterzil was outstanding. He can score, he can do what he wants, he has the technical quality, the coordination to score even headers, and when he is mobile like that, he can get into dangerous areas. He was superb, agile, quick, intelligent, always at the service of the team with his quality of passing. When he is at that level, he is an exceptional football player. The Everton win came only three days after we won 1-0 in Belgrade, with ten different players starting. That's the luxury I have at the moment and the difficulty I have as well. All the players do well and deserve to play. Fortunately, we have important games every week, so I can give competition to everybody. We have so much offensive force on the bench as well, It's really a strong point of the club at the moment. I'll continue to rotate the team tonight. I've gone into that rotation policy and afterwards you have to continue to do it, especially when both teams work well and both teams support each other. I must say that it's difficult to make a change because to win away from home in the way we did at Belgrade, you need some special quality. Let's hope we can reiterate that against Norwich this evening. Angley Maitland-Niles started in Belgrade and played in the last round of this competition against Doncaster too. The huge advantage of Maitland-Niles, and the disadvantage as well, is that he can play everywhere. Sometimes when you're a manager, you use the comfort of being able to get him to play wherever you need him to. He can play on the flanks without any problem because he has pace, he's an intelligent boy, and I think he needs to add that little bit extra force for 90 minutes. He's so comfortable on the ball so quick, so good and can steal the ball too. He can also play in central midfield, but I must say that he's close now to being a regular in the first-team squad as well. We've already had six debutants from our academy this season. We haven't had that strength for a while and now we have a generation of young players who are exceptionally strong. I still believe that one of the problems in the Premier League at the moment is that these boys do not get enough chances. That's why I'm keen to do it, and I want to do it. If you look around you, the fact that the Premier League is so demanding means the young boys are very quickly under pressure, and that's why you maybe see less of them appear. If you look at the results of the English national youth teams, they look like one of the best nations in the world, but the responsibility falls on club managers like us to give them a chance. Josh De Silva made his debut in the last round. He's a strong boy, physically strong, has a good left foot, good vision, as well as a good technical level. He has many positive ingredients, he just needs confidence. In the last month I feel that he has moved forward a lot in training. Then there's Reese Nelson, who I think is nearing the end of his education. He has character, he can deal with pressure, he isn't scared of anyone, and at the moment he's learning the defensive game, which was not his strength. I think that will make him even better. He was under pressure in Belgrade, but it did not put him off his stride and just focused on his game. As far as tonight's opposition are concerned, Norwich City come into tonight's game in good form and having won their derby at the weekend. It's going to be a good challenge for us tonight. Daniel Fark has started well there. More and more championship clubs are having success with German coaches and they look like they've made a good appointment. Enjoy the game the boss, on his approach to this competition. He said, I always used to give a chance to young players in this competition. We went to the final with a very young team and nearly won it. I always focus on winning trophies in the Premier League and FA Cup domestically and always used the League Cup as an education for our young players. But with this team, I have the squad to go further, so let's see.
3: The captain, Pierre Mertesacker, on the perfect Premier League response on Sunday. Pear was talking to Nick Bromsack. Overall, our performance at Everton on Sunday was brilliant. You could feel from the start that we were ready to compete away from home, ready to put the intensity in, and that attitude remained when we were one-nil down. We stuck to the game plan, penetrated their back three and our combination play was outstanding. We didn't give them too many chances at the back, and I think everyone did a really good job. The fans were brilliant too. We were a unit and gave the performance required to secure a convincing win. That leads to more responsibility now. We've shown what we're capable of, and we have to continue it in the games coming up, both at home and away. It was important not to be distracted too much by going 1-0 behind. Maybe there was a 5 or 10 minute spell where we were slightly shaky. But that aside, we were in control and, in the second half, we really executed our chances well. All that was missing in the first half was us taking our chances. Against good side, that puts you under more pressure. We had clear cut chances and while we didn't take them, we didn't give up and just kept going. Our front players did an amazing job when it came to the way they linked up. Alex Lacazette had a few chances in the first half, but he didn't let his head go down. He stuck to his principles and got the goal he deserved later on. After the disappointment of the Watford defeat, it's been especially pleasing to have responded with two wins. It's so encouraging for the whole squad that we've been able to win away twice in the Europa League. We've had the combination of a very young bench and players who haven't featured so much in the league in those games and it's vital for us to get ourselves into a strong position in the group. It's good for the group to bond and it gives the experienced players who haven't started in the Premier League a good opportunity to stay fit and sharp. It's an encouraging challenge for our team and it keeps everyone believing. There's definitely more to come from us in that competition. At the start of the seasons, we set ourselves high targets, and now we need to push. It's not enough just to win one game, we want to win consistently. Tonight's game is an opportunity for us to do just that. Maybe some younger players will have the chance to gain more experience. For the more experienced members of today's team, it's important for them to show that they can lead the side, including a win away from home against their local rivals at the weekend. They're a very physical side, and we need to make sure we're prepared for that. Norwich have appointed a German manager who has made a good impact so far. They work hard, they're very disciplined, and that's what he demands. There's more of a German influence at Norwich now, but they've kept their English identity. My experiences of games against Norwich make me convinced that they'll make it difficult this evening. But we're at home. And we want to put in the right intensity, stick to our game plan and go from there. When you're young, you want to have those challenges because they help you to grow as a player. For everyone involved tonight, it's a chance to show the manager what they can do. I'll take myself as an example. I've played in the League Cup and the Europa League this season. And now I've played a couple of games in the Premier League. Everyone has a chance to shine and to prove that they're good enough for any competition. I'm pleased to be back in the team. The contribution of everyone is vital at times like these, when we play in midweek and at the weekend. We've got a deep squad, and what's important for us is that we never take our personal egos higher than the collective goal of the team. It feels good for me to be back on the pitch, and it's given me a massive lift to play back-to-back Premier League games. Thanks for your support. Messert makes the difference. People talk about the way Messert creates chances, which he did brilliantly against Everton. But I was especially impressed by his high-intensity runs. His combination play has always been strong, and on Sunday you felt like he was never going to lose the ball. He made himself available in between the lines, and he combined very well with all the other lads. When he's at that level... When he makes those high-intensity runs, he's so difficult to defend against. We're pleased because the link-up play of our front three is vital for our game and to put pressure on the opposition. We made him shine because we gave him the ball and the right areas. He took advantage of that.
4: Voice of Arsenal club announced full-year results. Arsenal Holdings PLC has announced its financial results for the year ended May 31, 2017. Turnover from football increased to £422.8 million. 2016, £350.6 million, with strong growth in broadcasting supported by commercial activity. First time the club's football revenues have exceeded £400 million. Additional £58.0 million from broadcasting as a consequence of the increased value of Premier League rights, first year of the latest three-year cycle and UEFA Champions League distributions. Overall commercial revenue growth for the year of 10%, led by an additional £5.9 million from secondary partnerships. A third successive year of increased investment in the squad is reflected in higher amortization charges and higher wage costs wage costs rose to 199.4 million pounds 2016 195.4 million pounds and represented 47.2% 2016 55.7% of football revenues year-on-year comparison is distorted by there being no players champions league qualification bonus in the 2016 to 17 figures Amortization charge on player registrations rose to £77.1 million, 2016 £59.2 million. Limited transfers out activity. The profit on sale of player registrations amounted to £6.8 million, 2016 £2.0 million. Quiet year for property business with a contribution to pre-tax profits of £0.2 million, 2016 £2.0 million. Group profit before tax was £44.6 million, 2016 £2.9 million. Tax charge for the year of £9.3 million, 2016, £1.2 million, reflecting a balance of higher taxable profits and lower rates of UK corporation tax. The group has no short term debt, and its cash balances, excluding the accounts designated as debt service reserves, amounted to £144.3 million. 2016, £191.1 million. The reduction follows a club record net cash outflow on player transfers of £102.5 million. 2016, £54.2 million. The liabilities for player acquisitions are, in part, payable in installments, and the outstanding net amount due to vendor clubs was £42.7 million. 2016 42.5 million pounds record breakers the Gunners impressive 5-2 win over Everton on Sunday generated a number of Premier League records Arsenal have beaten Everton more times than any other club has beaten another in English football league history 95 wins we have now scored 100 Premier League goals against Everton the first instance of a club scoring a century against a single opponent in the competition. We had 14 shots on target in this match, our highest total in a Premier League away game since 2003-4. Masut Azil created eight goal-scoring chances in this match for Arsenal, the most by a player in a Premier League game in 2017-18. Massoud Azil assisted his 43rd Premier League goal in this match. He has more assists than any other player in the competition since his debut in September 2013. And, just for balance, Wayne Rooney has now scored 12 Premier League goals against Arsenal, more than any other player has against the Gunners in the competition. Get your Gunner mask. It's half-term, And we're expecting more kids in the ground tonight, so we're giving away a mask of the world's favourite mascot with every programme. We'd love to see pictures of you sporting your mask. Share your images on social media using hashtag GunnerSelfie. If you have bought a programme but haven't received a mask, please email programme at arsenal.co.uk. Callum's New Deal Congratulations to Callum Chambers, who has signed a two-year contract extension with us. The 22-year-old defender, who spent last season on loan with Middlesbrough, has made 60 appearances for us since joining us from Southampton in summer 2014. Callum's impressive performances in his first season were soon rewarded with a first senior international cap in a friendly against Norway in September 2014. He is also a regular England Under-21 international. Carabao Cup information. The winner of tonight's fixture will go into the hat for the fifth round of the Carabao Cup. Details of the draw were yet to be confirmed at the time of going to print, but information will be on arsenal.com as soon as it is made available. The fifth round of the competition takes place in the week commencing December 18th. Nacho's the main man. It will come as no surprise to learn that Nacho Monreal has been named our Player of the Month for September. The Spain international was in outstanding form as part of our three-man backline, helping the team to clean sheets against Bournemouth, Chelsea and West Brom, plus a 3-1 win against Cologne in the Europa League. Nacho, who received 45% of the total votes cast, made a crucial goal-line clearance against the Baggies, racing back to hack Jay Rodriguez's header off the line just before half-time, in a game we went on to win 2-0. Last month's winner, Sayed Kolasanak, came second, while Alexandra Lacazette was in third. Well done to you, Nacho. Festive fixtures announced. There's been plenty of chat in the media recently, but we can now confirm that the kickoff times for our festive Premier League matches are as follows Arsenal vs Manchester United Saturday december second kickoff five thirty PM originally three PM live on BT Sport Southampton vs Arsenal Sunday december tenth kickoff twelve PM originally TBC, live on BT Sport. West Ham United vs Arsenal, Wednesday, December 13th, kick-off, 8pm, originally 7.45pm, live on BT Sport. Arsenal vs Liverpool, Friday, December 22nd, kick-off, 7.45pm, originally Saturday, December 23rd, 3pm, Live on Sky Sports, Crystal Palace vs Arsenal, Thursday December the twenty eighth, kickoff 8 p.m. Originally Tuesday December the twenty sixth, 3 p.m. Live on Sky Sports. Please note that due to the Crystal Palace fixture being moved to Thursday December the twenty eighth, we will not play on Saturday December the thirtieth. The broadcast selections for the remaining match round in December and the month of January will be announced no later than this Friday. Arsenal for Everyone We marked our Arsenal for Everyone campaign at our match against Brighton earlier this month. It was an opportunity to celebrate the diverse nature of our team, our supporters and our wider community. Our gay gooners played a game of football against their Brighton counterparts, Proud Seagulls, at the Arsenal Hub before kick-off, with comedian and gunner Matt Lucas dropping in for a surprise visit. Players wore Arsenal for Everyone warm-up shirts in support of the campaign, and members of our mental health football group went pitch-side for a special presentation. Above and Beyond Congratulations to Al-Fayed Mahdi, who went above and beyond with his programme-selling skills against Brighton & Hove Albion in our last home game. Al-Fayed deservedly won some Puma sportswear, and would like to thank him for his sterling efforts. If you think one of our programme sellers has gone above and beyond, please let us know by emailing programme at arsenal.co.uk. Alexis wins goal of the month. Alexis's goal against Cologne has been named our goal of the month for September. The Chile International brought the Emirates crowd to its feet in our Europa League opener by cutting in from the left-hand side and curling an unstoppable strike into the far corner to give us the lead, drawing praise from the boss. He is an exceptional football player and he can deliver a decisive pass or a goal at any moment, Arsene Wenger said. Alexandre Lacazette's brilliant goal against Bournemouth finished second, with Sayed Kolasinac's volley against Cologne coming in third. It's the law. With the laws of football regularly being adapted, Ken Goldman, vice-chairman of the North Middlesex Referees Society, reveals the latest changes to the game's essential framework. Although it was the English FA who devised the original laws of the game and over the years revised them, including the official signals used by the referees and their assistant referees, formerly known as linesmen, The lawmakers and their revisers are now the province of the International Football Association Board, IFAB. The laws are published annually in English, French, German and Spanish, and if there is any divergence in the wording, the English text is authoritative. For last season, there were 157 changes, modifications and clarifications, but for the current season, there are only 38. Rachel, Kelly and Bob find fame. Congratulations to former Arsenal women's stars Kelly Smith and Rachel Yankee and legendary player and coach Bob Wilson, who were all inducted into the National Football Museum's Hall of Fame recently. Kelly and Rachel are two of the Gunners' greatest ever players, with over 250 caps for England between them. Bob was a double winner in 1971 and goalkeeping coach for many years. He received his award from another legendary custodian, David Seaman. Rachel and Kelly received their award from another former Arsenal forward, Marianne Spacey. On this day, 2004, our 49-match unbeaten league run comes to an end at Old Trafford. 2010, we beat Manchester City 3-0. Coming up. Saturday, we host Swansea City in the Premier League. Sunday, the under-23s take on Chelsea at Meadow Park. Monday, Arsenal women are away at Everton in the WSL. Ben's Belgrade bow. Congratulations to Ben Sheaf, who became the 849th player to represent our first team in Thursday night's win over Red Star Belgrade. The teenager replaced Francis Coquelin in the closing stages of our Group H victory. Ben joined our academy in 2014 and becomes our third Europa League debutant this season, after Marcus McGuane and Eddie Nikisha. Baggett Win with Arsenal and Puma. In every domestic programme this season, the club's kit partner Puma are giving away travel bags. Just answer this question to be in with a chance of winning. Question time. Which player assisted Jack Wilshere's famous goal against Norwich City in October 2013? Email your answer, including your full name and address, to program at arsenal.co.uk or tweet at arsenal magazine. All entries to us by Friday, October the twenty seventh, please. One entry per person. Ref Watch, Andrew Madley. This evening's referee is Andrew Madley from Huddersfield. Mr. Matley has never taken charge of one of our games before, but his younger brother Bobby is an official we know well and was the man in the middle for our win against West Bromwich Albion in September. This season, Andrew has refereed 13 matches across the Championship and the Carabo Cup, showing 28 yellow cards but no reds. Brand new Arsenal magazine out. The November 2017 issue of the official Arsenal magazine is out now, and you can get your hands on it from a programme vendor this afternoon. This month's edition includes a fantastic array of exclusive interviews and features that you won't find anywhere else in the world of Arsenal, including an exclusive interview with Jack Wilshere, who discusses growing up, getting back to his best and his hopes for this season. Also in the November issue, the manager looks ahead to next summer's World Cup. David Ospina lifts the lid on the dressing room. Which of Olivier Giroud's first 100 goals for us was his best? We set about finding out. Rice is back for another Nelson's column. We remember Abu Ogogo and profile Vlad Dragomir. You can win Jack's signed shirt. A look at Joe Willock's emergence. Emma Mitchell remembers her school days. Plus, all the latest Arsenal ladies' news, junior gunners' content, and much, much more. The Arsenal magazine is priced at £4.25 and is available from programme sellers, club shops, and online. Text 67777. If in doubt, report it. If someone complains, take it seriously. How? Antisocial text service. Get your phones out and text 67777. 1. Text one of the following words. Race, HPH, tout, foul, stand, smoke, sexism. 2. Give a description. Three. Give your location. Block. Row. Seat. Arsenal. League champions nineteen thirty to thirty one, nineteen thirty two to thirty three, nineteen thirty three to thirty four, nineteen thirty four to thirty five, nineteen thirty seven to thirty eight, nineteen forty seven to forty eight, nineteen fifty two to fifty three. Nineteen seventy to seventy one, nineteen eighty eight to eighty nine, nineteen ninety to ninety one, nineteen ninety seven to ninety eight, two thousand and one to two, two thousand and three to four. FA Cup winners nineteen thirty, 1930, nineteen thirty six, nineteen fifty, nineteen seventy one, nineteen seventy nine, nineteen ninety three, nineteen ninety eight. 2002, 2003, 2005, 2014, 2015, 2017. League Cup winners 1986 to 87, 1992 to 93. Charity Community Shield winners 1930, 1931, 1933, 1934, 1938. 1948, 1953, 1991, shared, 1998, 1999, 2002, 2004, 2014, 2015, 2017. Fairs Cup winners 1969 to 70. European Cup winners Cup winners 1993 to 94. FA Youth Cup winners 1966-1971-1988-1994-2000-2001-2009 Arsenal Football Club 75 Drayton Park, London N5 1BU 0207 619 500 Website www.arsenal.com Email program at arsenal.co.uk. Directors Sir Chips Keswick, Chairman Ken Fryer, OBE, Evan Gazidis, CEO, Richard Carr, Lord Harris of Peckham, Stan Cranker, Josh Cranker, Honorary Vice President, Lady Bracewell Smith, Secretary, David Miles, Manager, Arson Venga, OBE. Physiotherapist, Colin Lewin, MCSP, SRP.
1: Arsenal Youth. The gold's flow for the under-eighteens, while the under 23s earn victory at the Emirates. Saturday, September 30th, 2017. Amex Elite Football Performance Centre. Arsenal, Virginia. Daly-Campbell, Amole, Benson, Clark, Thompson. Substitute Medley, 82nd minute. Olyinka, Smith, Balogan, John Jules. Substitute, Okoflex, 61st minute. Sarka. Subs not used. Smith, Swanson, Spencer-Adams. Brighton, under-18s, two. Cashman in the 84th minute, Ljubicic in the 90th minute. Arsenal, under-18s, two. Oliyinka in the 85th minute and Ljubicic with a 90th minute own goal. A late rush of goals saw our under-18s earn a point against Brighton through a strike from James Olyinka and an own goal from Stefan Alexander Lubicic, Flo Balogun and Bukayo Saka went close to opening the scoring early on. Following an impressive performance in our previous fixture against Reading, head coach Kwame Ampadu named an unchanged side against Brighton. In goal, Joa Virginia lined up behind a back four of Vontae Daly-Campbell, Matt Smith, Toby Amole and Dominic Thompson, while in midfield, Josh Benson partnered Harrison Clark. On the wings, James Odayinka and Bukayo Saka flanked Tyrese John-Jules, who filled in behind Flo Bullogan. It's said that, "'When it rains, it pours,' And in Brighton, that adage rang true, as four goals in the final six minutes brought what had been a slow burner to a close. The hosts took the lead through Danny Cashman, who headed in from close range after meeting Ljubicic Cross at the back post with just six minutes of normal time remaining. Ampadu's side struck back almost instantly through Ole Yinka, who slid into the bottom corner after having been played in over the top. Despite this, the Seagulls retook the lead three minutes into added time, with another header, this time from Ljubicic, despite Virginia's best efforts to claw the ball out. Yet the drama didn't end there. As we drew level once more in the fifth minute of added time, with Ljubicic appearing to inadvertently knock the ball into his own net on the end of a dangerous cross from Sarka. Saturday, October 14th, 2017 Shenley Training Centre Arsenal Virginia Daly-Campbell Substitute Spencer-Adams, 84th minute Clark Ballard Thompson Amole Smith Substitute Benson, 56th minute Swanson Substitute Okoflex, 71st minute John Jules, Sarko, Balogan subs not used, Oconquo. Arsenal under 18's 5, John Jules in the 42nd minute and an 83rd minute penalty, Swanson 47th minute, Ballard 77th minute and Sarka in the 85th minute, Southampton under 18's 1, Oberfemi in the 67th minute. Our under-18s returned to winning ways with an emphatic 5-1 win at London Colney against Southampton. Tyrese John-Jules netted a brace either side of the half-time break. Zach Swanson scored shortly after the interval, while Dominic Ballard and Bukayo Saka also got on the score sheet. Head coach Kwame Ampadu made just two changes to his starting 11 from our previous fixture against Brighton, swapping Josh Benson with Zach Swanson and James Olajinka with Danny Ballard, as we looked to return to winning ways. Joe Virginia started in goal behind the back four of Avonte Daly, Campbell, Harrison Clark, Ballard, and Dominic Thompson. In midfield, Toby Amole was paired with Matt Smith, while Swanson. Tyrese John Jules and Bukayo Saka formed an attacking trident in behind Flo Balogan, who led the line. We opened the scoring shortly before the half time break through John Jules, who lashed the ball home from close range, and soon after the interval, we doubled our lead, with Swanson this time knocking the ball in on his debut. Southampton were handed a lifeline from the spot when Michael Oberfemi was fouled inside the area after the hour mark, and the striker made no mistake, bearing the ball past Virginia. Ten minutes later, Ballard restored our two-goal lead, finishing off a clever free-kick routine, before late strikes from John Jules and Sarka rounded off the scoring. Monday, October 16th, 2017, Emirates Stadium, Arsenal, Iliev, Alowu, Da Silva, Debussy, substitutes Medley, 46th minute, McQuaín, Coquelin, substitutes Bowler, 46th minute, Osei Tutu, Ren Adelaide, substitutes Sheaf, 20th minute, and Katia, Dragomir, Akpom, sub not used, Balogun. Arsenal under-23s 2, Dragomir in the 48th minute, Akpom in the 77th minute, Sunderland under-23s nil. Our under-23s rose to third in the PL2 league table after seeing off Sunderland 2-0 at Emirates Stadium with two second-half goals. Vlad Dragomir opened the scoring shortly after the break with a fine strike. While a tuba akpom wrapped up the three points with a great finish, thirteen minutes from full time. Dayan Iliev pulled off a great save to deny Sunderland's Luke Molyneux just minutes before akpom's goal. Head coach Steve Gatting was able to call upon more of his regular players and rang the changes as we looked to bounce back from defeat to Everton in our previous fixture. In gold, Dayan Iliev lined up behind a back three of Josh De Silva, Matthew Debushi, and Joseph Olowu. While in midfield, Francis Coquelin started as he looked to regain fitness alongside Marcus McQueen, Jeff Wren Adelaide and Jordi Tutu filled in at wing-back. Tuba Akpom led from the front with Vlad Dragomir and Eddie Nketiah placed him behind. The game began slowly, but threatened to spark into life in the 12th minute, when Debussy powered in a header from a corner, only to see his efforts chalked off for a foul. Soon after the half-hour mark, Osei Tutu called Sunderland's James Tauber into action, tiptoeing through the Black Cat's back line, and drilling an effort into the arms of the goalkeeper. Shortly after the interval, Gatting's side broke the deadlock through Dragomir, who slotted the ball into the top corner from close range, after some good work from Akpom to create the chance. Substitute Choloji Bola almost doubled our lead when he fired a shot at the near post, only for Talbot to parry it away. A few minutes later, Ilyev came to our rescue in goal, Denying Luke Molyneux from close range after the Black Cats broke with pace down the right hand side. Soon after, Akpom doubled our lead, cutting in on his right and side, putting the ball past Talbot with ease to seal the win.
4: Arsenal Women it's been a mixed bag for Arsenal so far this season. Sunday, October the first, two thousand and seventeen, Women's Super League, Sports City, Manchester City Women: five, Ross forty, Houghton forty-five, Stanway seventy, Christensen seventy-four, Scott eighty-four. Arsenal two, Mitchell forty-five. O'Reilly, 47 Arsenal went down 5-2 at Manchester City after three late goals derailed a spirited comeback. Sari van Wienendal was called into action early on when Nikita Paris capitalised on a loose pass from Leo Williamson, the Dutch goalkeeper making the save to keep the hosts at bay. England international Paris was lucky not to see red soon after, when she caught Lisa Evans in the face. Jodie Taylor had her first sight of goal on the half-hour mark, but her clever lob from a tight angle just drifted wide of the post. The Gunners were made to pay when, five minutes before half-time, Jane Ross flicked the ball past Van Wienendahl to open the scoring. Pedro Martinez-Losa's team weren't behind for long, with Emma Mitchell rising highest to head home a corner just before the break. But nor did parity last long, as Steph Houghton volleyed in from close range in first-half stoppage time. The Gunners made a strong start to the second half, Heather O'Reilly levelling the scores again with a header after City goalkeeper Ellie Roebuck mistimed a clearance. Jordan Nobbs then came within inches of putting the visitors ahead, but her curling effort hit the crossbar. That, sadly, was as good as it got for Loos' team, as City took control in the closing stages. With 20 minutes to play, Georgia Stanway slid the ball under Van Wienendahl to restore the host's advantage. Four minutes later, Isabel Christensen capitalised on a slip from Nobbs to make it 4-2 – And Jill Scott wrapped things up with a half-volley on 80 minutes. Arsenal. Van Wienendal. Scott. Henning. Williamson. Mitchell. Substituted with Carter in the 73rd minute. O'Reilly. Nobbs. Van der Donk. Substituted with Medema in the 46th minute. Janssen. Evans. Taylor. Substituted with Mead in the 46th minute. Subs not used. Morehouse Rose James Samuelson. Sunday, October the eighth, two thousand and seventeen, Women's Super League, Meadow Park, Arsenal one, Donk, fifty, Bristol City Women one, Hemp thirty. Arsenal were held to a one-one draw by a determined Bristol City with Danielle van der Donk's second-half strike cancelling out Lauren Hemp's long-range stunner in the opening period. Pedro Martinez-Losa handed Viviane Medema her full debut up front, the Dutch striker having come off the bench in the previous game against Manchester City. The first ten minutes were cagey, but then the Gunners began to turn the screw. Gemma Rose got her head to a corner, but was denied by City goalkeeper Sophie Bagley. A few minutes later, Midamer's knockdown found Jordan Nobbs, only for the England midfielder to rattle the crossbar. Bristol City then took the lead, when England youth hotshot Hemp called an effort past Zari van Wienendal from outside the penalty area. Before the half-time interval, Midema met Jessica Samuelson's fierce cross with her head, but Bagley again saved the visitors. The Gunners drew level five minutes after the break. Leah Williamson found van der Donk on the left, and the Dutch playmaker beat Bagley with a low shot. Van Wienendal then came to Arsenal's rescue, making a fine point-blank save from Flo Allen, before clawing away an effort that had struck the crossbar. The Gunners had chances too, but neither Medema nor substitute Jody Taylor could beat Bagley. Arsenal Van Wienendahl Mitchell Substituted with Taylor in the 80th minute Henning Williamson Knobs Carter Substituted with Mead in the 65th minute Medema O'Reilly Substituted with Evans in the 52nd minute Rose, van der Donk, Samuelson Subs not used Scott, Moorhouse, Quinn, James Thursday, October the 12th, 2017 FAWSL Continental Tyres Cup Meadow Park Arsenal, 7 Evans, 24 Mitchell, 34, 37 Taylor, 52 Meade fifty eight penalty seventy eight penalty Quinn eighty three London Bees Nil The Gunners hit London Bees for seven at Meadow Park, with Beth Meade and Emma Mitchell both scoring twice. The forward fired narrowly wide with her first opportunity after being played in on goal over the heads of the Bees defenders. A few moments later, Lisa Evans tried her luck, attempting a curled effort from the right-hand side, which was caught by Sophie Harris in goal. Shortly before the half-hour mark, Evans opened the scoring when she stroked the ball under Harris after a good pass by Jordan Nobbs. Ten minutes later, Mitchell doubled our lead with a fine half-volley from the edge of the penalty area. Shortly after, Mitchell headed in her second of the game, meeting Nob's corner at the near post. Soon after the interval, substitute Jodie Taylor made it four, burying a rebound into the bottom corner. Just a few minutes later, Meade made it five from the spot, having been bundled over inside the penalty area. With full time approaching, Meade doubled up and added a sixth, with yet another penalty after Louise Quinn was pushed to the ground. Pedro Martinez Losa's side weren't content with the six goals, though, and soon added a seventh, with Quinn this time heading in from close range. Arsenal, Morehouse, Scott, substituted with O'Reilly in the 65th minute, Williamson, Nobbs, Midema, Substituted with Hines in the forty-sixth minute. Quinn, Evans, Rose, Janssen, Mead, Mitchell. Substituted with Taylor in the forty-sixth minute. Subs not used: Van Winandal, Carter, Van der Donk, Samuelson. WSL fixture list two thousand and seventeen to eighteen. Sunday, September the twenty-fourth, Birmingham City. WSL 3-2, Home Game Sunday, October the 1st, Manchester City, WSL 2-5 Sunday, October the 8th, Bristol City, WSL 1-1, Home Game Thursday, October the 12th, London Bees, CC 7 nil Home Game Sunday, October ninth Everton, WSL 2pm Wednesday, November 1st, Millwall-Lionesses, CC, 7.45pm. Sunday, November 5th, Reading, CC, 2pm, home game. Sunday, November 12th, Sunderland, WSL, 2pm, home game. Thursday, November 16th, Watford, CC, 7.45pm. Sunday, December 10th, Liverpool, WSL, 2pm home game Sunday December the 17th TBA CCQF TBA Sunday January the 7th Chelsea WSL 2pm Sunday January the 14th TBA CCSF TBA Sunday January the 28th Reading WSL 2pm Sunday February the 11th Yeovil Town WSL 2pm Home game Sunday, February the eighteenth, TBA FAC R5, TBA Friday, February the twenty third, Everton WSL, seven thirty p.m. Home game Saturday, March the tenth, TBA CCF TBA Sunday, March the eighteenth, TBA FAC QF TBA Saturday, March 24th, Sunderland, WSL, 6pm. Wednesday, March 28th, Liverpool, WSL, 7pm. Sunday, April 1st, Chelsea, WSL, 2pm, home game. Sunday, April 15th, TBA, FACSF, TBA. Thursday, April 19th, Reading, WSL, 7.30pm, home game. Saturday, April 21st, Yeovil Town, WSL, 3pm. Sunday, April 29th, Birmingham City, WSL, 2pm. Saturday, May 5th, TBA, FACF, TBA. Sunday, May 13th, Manchester City, WSL, 2pm, Home Game. Sunday, May the 20th, Bristol City, WSL, 12pm.
2: Young Gun, the next generation in their own words. Vonte daly Campbell. Vonte was speaking to Lambros Lambru. Joined 2009, position right back. School London Nautical School, Lambeth. Born, London, April 2nd, 2, 2001. Height and weight, 176 centimeters, 81.4 kilograms. Boots: Puma 1. I have been at Arsenal since 2009. I was spotted by an Arsenal scout playing in a primary school match. He gave my mum a card and invited me for a six week trial at Hale End. That went quite well, and I was signed at the end of it. I was a winger up until I played for the under-13s, when one of the coaches suggested that they try me at right-back, because I was always quite strong defensively. I had fun and really enjoyed it. As a fullback, you're constantly involved both in attack and defence. I had the natural stamina and ability to sustain bursts of running, but what I had to adapt to was to know when to dribble and when not to. At first I used to dribble a lot, even close to our goal, which I was told off for by the coaches, but I learnt that dribbling was okay in the attacking third, where I could possibly make an opening and would have time to recover if I lost the ball. I've got the balance right now, having had four years' practice. The first team play with wing-backs at the moment, but I've only played as part of a 5-once in pre-season against Luton, I enjoyed it and found it had an emphasis on attack. I played further up the pitch and because I'm naturally aware defensively, I was able to protect well at the back too. What I found is that it gives the opportunity to win the ball back early and start attacks further up the pitch. The main thing that I've noticed in my game since becoming a scholar is that my fitness levels have risen. I do extra box-to-box running to improve that further too as that's vital for a right-back. I also feel that I've improved technically. My first pass, passing two forwards and my crosses have got better as I practice them a lot after training. Quality is everything. The other thing I've learnt is how to have a professional manner on and off the pitch. Having progressed from hell end, we are expected to conduct ourselves as professionals – it's our job, and being generally respectful, thoughtful and considerate is very much the emphasis as a scholar. Things are going quite well in the under-18s so far. I scored our first in the 4-0 win over Rudding, which was a highlight of the season so far. I hope to build on that, cement my place in the under-18s and perhaps eventually feature in the under-23s. I have trained at that level, but will carry on trying to improve to become more involved. I'll join up with England again next month. I've played as a schoolboy for England already. We lost against Romania, but it was an interesting experience. I was surprised by how much quicker it was. I really enjoyed the fact that the games were quick, with a lot of fast movement and passing, and I'm looking forward to representing my country again. I enjoy watching the Carabao Cup games, it's a chance for young players to have an active part, and I'm looking forward to seeing former academy players play. Hopefully, I'll get a chance to make my first team debut in
4: This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which
2: That competition one day. Norwich will put out a strong team and make a good game of it tonight, but we have a strong mix of youth and experience, and I expect us to win. The Lowdown What's the best aspect of your game? Overlapping And what do you still need to work on? Passing Which team did you support as a boy? Manchester United Who did you pretend to be in the playground? Sonic If you could score any goal, which would it be? From the halfway line. If you had to sing one song to save your life, which would it be? Baby by Justin Bieber. What's your most valuable possession? PS4. What other sports are you good at? Basketball. Which was your best subject at school? History. You choose. Nandos or KFC? Nandos. Stormzy or Jay Huss, Jay Huss, Messi or Ronaldo, Messi, Champions League or World Cup, World Cup, Instagram or Snapchat, Snapchat, Home kit or Away kit, Home kit, Netflix or Amazon Prime, Netflix, Sliders or Flip-flops, Sliders, Long-range goal or Dribble through the team, Dribble through the team. Beach holiday or city break? Beach holiday. Forty meters or four hundred meters? Forty meters. Early mornings or late nights? Late nights. Anatomy of Arsenal Academy. Left foot, Javier Amici. Skills, Trey Coil. Vision, Matty Smith. Commitment, Harry Clark. Touch, Jordan McAleph. Trainer, Dominic Thompson. Strength, Me. Right foot, Tyrese John-Jules.
3: Ainsley-Maitland-Niles. Pressure points. In the words of Arsene Wenger, the glare has never been stronger, so we asked the Arsenal stars about pressure situations on and off the pitch. In which Arsenal match did you feel under most pressure? I'd say my debut against Galatasaray in the Champions League. It was a different atmosphere to what I was used to because we played a foreign opposition and the noise was phenomenal, so I couldn't really hear the players on the pitch. In which non-arsenal match did you feel most pressure? I'll go with my first game ever playing football for my Sunday league team. It was all new to me and I did feel a lot of pressure, but I ended up scoring five goals, so I was happy. Do you have any techniques that you use to alleviate pressure before the game? Music is a big way of dealing with pressure before games. I always have a playlist that I listen to, to get me pumped up and in the right mood. I'll have some Chris Brown, Drake, Future and Migos on there. What is the most pressurised part of a match day for you? I think it's when you're walking out of the tunnel. You get nervous when you start hearing the fans screaming and shouting your name. That's definitely the most pressure you feel in the lead-up to the game starting. There's a striker bearing down on goal. Who do you want making the last-ditch tackle? I'd say Laurent Koscielny, just because he's experienced and he knows what he's doing. It's a penalty shootout. Do you put yourself forward for the first five? Yeah, 100%. I'd like to say I'd go fifth, but I couldn't have that one. I'd take the third. When you take a penalty, at which point do you decide where you're going to put it? As soon as you pick up the ball and spot it, you choose your side and hit it with power. Your team have a penalty to win the Premier League in the last minute. Who do you want taking it? Alexis. Have you ever lined up in any particular tunnel before a game and felt more pressure? I feel a certain amount of pressure anyway, and it doesn't really go over the limit. Do you feel more pressure when you know certain people are watching you play? I get nervous when my dad comes to the games. Sometimes he gets frustrated when I don't show how good I can be. Your agent says there's a small speaking role in a blockbuster new film. Do you take it? Would you be any good? I consider myself a bit of an actor, so yeah. I want to play a comedian. It's your driving test again. Do you pass it? What are you worried about? Yeah, I'd pass. I'm not sure what I'd be worried about, really. You're on I'm a Celebrity. What kind of challenges would you fear the most? Eating the animals. Disgusting. They grind up bits and bobs from different animals and make you drink it. No thanks. You've moved to a new house and you have to put up some shelves. Could you do it on your own, or would you have to call someone in? I'd have to call someone in. I'm not the handyman. I think I am so I'd probably end up breaking them. You've done something wrong. Who is the last person in the world you want to tell you off? My mum. You've lost your phone, and you're told that it won't be replaced for a week. Do you cope? Oh, yeah, that's fine. I'd be all right. You have dinner guests arriving in 30 minutes and nothing prepared. Could you cook a meal? Yes, I could. I'd probably make spaghetti bolognese. You have been told you have a year to learn another sport and play it professionally. What would you choose? What could you not learn? Basketball. Easy. Definitely not rugby. Your house is on fire. Apart from your family, which three things would you save? A jacket, because I might get cold. I'd try and take my PlayStation 2. And a fresh pair of boxers. You have been asked to be a best man at a wedding. How would you feel about making the speech? Do you reckon you would be funny? Yeah, I think I'd be funny. I'd just tell them something they didn't already know about the person. I'd just do the speech off the top. You're at the top of a mountain and need to get down as quickly as possible. Could you ski or snowboard down? I can't ski or snowboard, but I'd like to try. You're at the bottom of the mountain and need to travel 50 miles across the fields as quickly as possible. Would you use the horse provided? Yeah, of course. Would you expect me to run? P.O.W. Hidden
1: Hidden treasure. Treasure. A piece of Arsenal memorabilia with a truly astonishing story. The club often receives memorabilia for possible inclusion in the Arsenal Museum. See our regular feature on page 44. Families of former players donate boots, shirts and medals. Collectors finally decide their life's work deserves a more auspicious home and house moves occasionally unearth Arsenal treasures in a disused cellar or attic. But it's hard to imagine the club have ever received a donation with such a remarkable story as that recently volunteered by the Reeve family who just so happened to be Norwich City supporters, some of whom will be here cheering on the Canaries tonight. Here follows a remarkable letter recently received by the club from Jim Reeve. My father, then Reeve, has sadly just died, aged 97 years old. As a boy, Dad supported his local team, Norwich City, and especially his hero, Alf Kirchin, a goal-scoring winger who moved to Arsenal in 1935. However, when he suffered a bad injury a couple of years later, Dad wrote to him asking for an autograph, and in return, Alf sent him not only his own, but a sheet signed by all the players of that famous championship-winning team, of 1937-38. These included all-time arsenal greats from that era, Joe Hume, Cliff Bastin, Eddie Hapgood, George Marley, Ted Drake and many others. During the Second World War, Dad joined the Royal Engineers and was sent to Singapore in 1941. He kept his treasured autograph sheet in his wallet, which was on him when he was hit during a Japanese mortar attack. When he came to in a Malaysian sewage ditch, not only was his hand shattered, but all his possessions, including his wallet, had gone. He survived but was subsequently captured by his attackers the next day. He thus became a prisoner of war and remained in Changai prison camp for the next three and a half years. Amazingly, his wallet was returned to him a few months later, with the autograph sheet still inside. He kept it buried and hidden from the Japanese throughout his captivity, and the autograph sheet has survived in reasonably good condition ever since. Now that Dad has passed away, my brother Malcolm and I, both keen City fans too, would like to return the autograph sheet to Arsenal Football Club where it really belongs, along with the story of its amazing journey during the war. This season, 2017-18, also marks the 80th anniversary of that championship winning team, when Arsenal must have had the best side in Europe, maybe the world. By coincidence, Arsenal are playing Norwich in the Carabao Cup, and I shall be coming to cheer them on. I've got my ticket for the match, my first visit to Emirates Stadium. As a student at London University from 1968 to 1971, I became friendly with Arsenal fans and adopted them as my second team. I even had the honour of seeing Charlie George score the winner in the FA Cup final to clinch the double. Though I shall be rooting for the Canaries, I therefore have rather a soft spot for the Gunners and it would be great to see Arsenal win the Premier League once again. Along with a photocopy of the autographs, Jim also sent us a story from the Eastern Daily Press from 1968, which we've also reproduced. Arsenal Football Club are delighted to be able to confirm that we will be gratefully receiving the sheet of autographs tonight. We can assure the Reeve family great care will be taken with this remarkable heirloom. To honour the name of a fine former player, Alf Kitchen and, more importantly, The bravery and dedication of Len Reeve, a Norwich supporter with a very special Arsenal connection.
4: Club Culture Ray helps Iceland celebrate 35 years. Ray Parler recently travelled to Iceland to join the Arsenal-Iceland Supporters' Club in celebrating their 35-year anniversary. Ray spent the weekend experiencing Icelandic culture, including a traditional barbecue, where he was surprised by former teammate and the only Icelandic player to score for Arsenal, Siggy Johnson. Ray also took part in a signing session, where he met lots of supporters – before going to a sub-restaurant called Haloli, where they serve a sub named Ray Parler. Since Ray's visit, his sub-recipe has been changed, adding the Tabasco sauce he loves. Finally, he joins supporters to watch our match against Watford. Robert Pires returns to India. Robert Pires recently travelled to Bangalore with the club to take part in Premier League Live – a free interactive family event. We hosted an official club zone that included an Invincibles walkthrough experience where supporters were able to have their photo taken with Robert and the Invincibles trophy. Club mascot Gonasaurus was also on site to meet supporters and official club partner Puma recreated their 2017 to 18 home kit launch set at the event giving supporters another exclusive photo opportunity Throughout the weekend Robert who is a genuine superstar to all football fans in India having played for FC Goa met fans from supporters clubs across India including Mumbai Poon, Kerala, and Bangalore, who had travelled to Bangalore for the event. He also visited Puma's flagship store for a meet and greet with supporters and Puma guests. For more info, please visit www.arsenal.com fanzone slash arsenal hyphen supporters hyphen clubs.
2: Match Action Arsenal vs Brighton & Hove Albion Sunday, October the 1st, 2017 Premier League, game number 11 Venue, Emirates Stadium Referee, Kevin Friend Attendance, 59,378 Arsenal, 2 Brighton & Hove Albion, 0 The scorers for Arsenal were Monreal in the 16th and Ewebi in the 56th minutes. Playing for Arsenal were 33 Czech, 24 Bellerin, 18 Monreal, 16 Holding, 31 Kolosinak, 20 Mustafi, 8 Ramsey, 29 Shaka, substituted in the 83rd minute, 17 Ewebi, substituted in the 71st minute, 7 Alexis. And 9. Lacazette, substituted in the 71st minute. Substitutes. 13. Ospina. 10. Wilshire. 30. Maitland-Niles. 12. Giroud. Came on in the 71st minute. 4. Matasaka. 35. Elneny. Came on in the 83rd minute. 14. Walcott. Came on in the 71st minute. Match stats. Total shots, 25. Shots on target, 11. Corners, 6. Offsides, 2. Foul 7. Possession, 65%. For Brighton and Hove Albion, 1. Ryan, 2. Bruno, 22. Duffy, 5. Dunk, 3. Bong, 20. March, substituted in the 72nd minute, 6. Stevens, 24. Proper, 19. Izquierdo, substituted in the 76th minute, Thirteen gross, thirty-seven brown substituted in the seventy-sixth minute. Substitutes: eleven Knockart came on in the seventy-sixth minute. Seventeen Murray came on in the seventy-sixth minute. Eighteen Gulson, twenty-one Schilotto, came on in the seventy-second minute. Twenty-six Krull, twenty-nine Sutner, forty-nine Mullenby. Match stats: total shots nine, shots on target one. Corners, five. Offsides, three. Fouls, eight. Possession, 35%. Man of the match, Alex Iwobi. Match facts. Arsene Wenger has now beaten 45 different clubs in the Premier League, more than any other manager in the competition. Nacho Monreal scored his fourth goal for Arsenal in all competitions, with each coming at a different ground the Gunners have kept four successive Premier League clean sheets for the first time since May 2014. First half. With less than two minutes on the clock, Alexandre Lacazette almost gave the Gunners a perfect start, only to see his thunderous effort crash against the post. Arsenal stayed on the front foot and were rewarded with the opening goal inside 20 minutes. After two shots were charged down, Nacho Monreal tucked home a loose ball with his right foot. Brighton responded and hit the post themselves from a long range Sonny March drive. At the other end, Alex Iwobi weaved his way through before shooting at the keeper at the end of an entertaining half. Second half. A superb backheel from Alexis Sanchez inside the area set up Arsenal's second goal. The Chilean found Iwobi, who struck powerfully past Matthew Ryan. Sayed Kolasinac was denied shortly afterward. His effort was cleared off the line as the Gunners took control. Brighton were intent on damage limitation, though, and were hard to break down in the closing stages. Arsenal did nearly add a third late on, however, substitute Olivier Giroud heading over after Alexis kept the ball in at the far post. But we had done enough to secure a sixth successive home win this season. There are seven photographs with this report, apart from the inset photograph on the score line, The full-page photograph has the caption, Nacho Monreal celebrates his first goal at Emirates Stadium. And the group of seven, clockwise from top left, Granit Xhaka makes the challenge. Hector Bellerin scoots away from Guyton-Bong. Alexandre Lacazette holds off Louis Dunk. Alexis Sanchez on the move. Alex Wobbe slots home the second. Big 17 celebrates his strike.
3: Six of the best glory days. Six notable games between tonight's teams in a halcyon era for the clubs. Words, John Sperling. During a five-year period in the late 1980s, early 1990s, Arsenal and Norwich enjoyed some epic encounters. The title-chasing gunners held the upper hand, just about, but taking on the Canaries regularly proved to be one of the more challenging Division I assignments for George Graham's men. Match 1, November 14th, 1987. Norwich 2, Arsenal 4. Top-of-the-table Arsenal made it 10 league wins in a row, with a fine counter-attacking display at Carrow Road. Canaries striker Kevin Drinkle had given his team a half time lead before Arsenal hit back after the break with four goals in a devastating 15 minute spell. David Rowcastle grabbed the equalizer with a superb diving header before Mickey Thomas and Rowcastle again made it 3 1. After a flowing move, Perry Gross flicked home a Paul Davis cross before Drinkle netted late on to make it 4-2. Arsenal's title challenge began to crumble in December, but George Graham insisted that, with his team continuing to develop their counter-attacking game, they would challenge for the title next season. Graham added, I like the look of Norwich and they play great football. They could well become a real force in the next few years. Match 2 December 10, 1988 Norwich City 0, Arsenal 0. Arsenal's goalless draw with Dave Stringer's high-flying canaries at Carrow Road was lacking in goals but was high in controversy. Paul Merson went closest to scoring from open play for George Graham's men, but pulled his shot too close to Brian Gunn to trouble the Scottish goalkeeper. And David Rowcastle's drilled shot was scrambled clear by the Norwich defence but it was the penalty saga surrounding Brian Marwood which captured the headlines. The Arsenal forward drilled home a first-half penalty, but the goal was struck off because two of Marwood's colleagues encroached into the box. When Marwood stepped up for the retake, he blasted his kick high into the East Anglian night. Arsenal remained two points behind Norwich in the title race and Stringer's men showed their intent by beating reigning champions Liverpool at Anfield the following week to consolidate their position at the top of the table. Match 3, May 1st, 1989, Arsenal 5, Norwich 0. League leaders Arsenal boosted their title prospects with a comprehensive Maybank holiday 5-0 thrashing of Norwich, whilst finally extinguishing the Canary's fading chances. Top scorer Alan Smith returned from injury and his turn-and-half volley from the edge of the area in front of inflatable-wielding home fans on the north bank was arguably the pick of the goals. Nigel Winterburn had thumped the gunners ahead, Mickey Thomas added a third, and Smith poked home a second after the bobbly pitch meant the ball hit Brian Gunn in the face from Paul Merson's shot. Less than a minute later... David Rocastle marauded through to slam home Arsenal's fifth. The victory was George Graham's side's biggest of the season, but the 28,449 crowd was the smallest Highbury attendance of the 1988-99 campaign. Nevertheless, it was a memorable afternoon on a cloudiest North London day. Match 4, November the 4th, 1989. Arsenal 4, Norwich 3. Prior to the match, both sides lined up to applaud Arsenal central defender David O'Leary, who was making a then-record 622nd appearance for the Gunners. The match, littered with stoppages and free kicks, was a spiky affair, with the Canaries grabbing a two-goal first-half lead through Malcolm Allen and David Phillips. After the break, Niall Quinn and Lee Dixon put Arsenal on level terms. Before Norwich midfielder Tim Sherwood prodded his side ahead once more. On his big day, O'Leary headed home a rare goal. Before in the 90th minute, Ian Butterworth was penalised for holding Gunners midfielder Mickey Thomas in the box. Lee Dixon's spot kit was scrambled out by Brian Gunn but the full-back smuggled home the rebound to give Arsenal a dramatic 4-3 win. The mass push-and-shove episode in the Norwich goalmouth following Dixon's winner overshadowed what had been a thrilling and full-blooded encounter. Match 5, May 5, 1990. Norwich City 2, Arsenal 2. The final match of the season saw the team share the points in a seesaw 2-2 encounter at Carrow Road. City's fast and fluid football was there for all to see when Rule Fox and Mark Bowen scored excellent goals for the home side. But defending champions Arsenal, who'd finished the season in fourth, showed their fighting qualities to grab a 2-2 draw. England manager Bobby Robson declined to pick any Gunners players for his 1990 World Cup squad. One of those who missed out was Alan Smith, who'd ensured a stop-start campaign. He grabbed both goals for George Graham's men, including a fine curling equaliser from the edge of the penalty area. Arsenal fans chanted, there's only one Johnny Lukic. After stories in the press had suggested that the Gunners' title-winning keeper was on the verge of being sold, with Graham keen on bringing in QPR stopper David Seaman. The rumours proved correct. But in the meantime, Arsenal prepared to jet off to the Far East to participate in the Caltex Cup. Match 6, August fifteenth, 1992. Arsenal 2, Norwich City 4. Arsenal began the inaugural Premier League campaign as many people's title favourites. But their second-half collapse against Mike Walker's Norwich side hinted at the problems which would dog you the Gunners' league season. As skydivers parachuted onto the pitch in front of the North Bank mural, erected as the new double-decker stand was constructed, the sense of expectation at Highbury was palpable, especially when Steve Bold headed Arsenal into the league, and Kevin Campbell doubled the lead before half-time. After the break, Norwich tipped a struggle, capitalised on uncharacteristically shoddy gunners defending to plunder four goals, from David Phillips... Rule Fox, and a brace from new signing Mark Robbins. Their shock 4-2 win, at half-time we thought it was going to be a long, long season, Fox admitted, was a springboard for the Canaries' surprise title push. At season's end, Norwich finished third, with double-cup winner's arsenal marooned in mid-table.
1: Match Action Watford v Arsenal Saturday, October 14th, 2017 5.30 Premier League Game number 12 Watford 2 Arsenal 1 Venue, Vicarage Road Referee, Neil Swarbrick Attendance, 20,384 Away fans, 2,134. Match stats. Total shots, Watford, 11, Arsenal, 9. Shots on target, Watford, 2, Arsenal, 6. Corners, Watford, 2, Arsenal, 5, offsides. Watford, 1, Arsenal, 0. Fouls. Watford, 8, Arsenal, 10. Possession. Watford 46%. Arsenal 54%. Match facts. Arsenal lost to a 90th minute winner in the Premier League for the first time since January 2012. Bobby Zamora for Fulham. Palmer Tesaka scored his first Premier League goal in 1,400 days since netting v Manchester City. In December two thousand thirteen, all six of Mertesacker's Premier League goals have come via headers. Man of the match: Par Mertesacker. Scorers: Watford, Deeney with the seventy-second minute penalty, cleverly in the ninetieth minute. Gomez, number one. Mariapa, number six. Capasale number 27. Britos, number 3. Familia, number 21. Cleverly number 8. Ducor, number 16. Holibas, number 25. Perea, number 37. Gray, number 18. Ricarlison, number 11. Substitutes. Yanmat, number 2. Dini number nine, Wagu number thirteen, Watson number twenty three, Carrillo number twenty eight, Capué number twenty nine, Carneses number thirty. Arsenal scorer Mertesacker in the thirty ninth minute. Czech number thirty three, Kolzilak number thirty one, Kozilny. Number 6. Monreal, number 18. Bellerin, number 24. Mertesacker, number 4. Zaka, number 29. Iwobi, number 17. Elneni, number 35. Lacazette, number 9. Welbeck, number 23. Substitutes. Ospina, number 13. Wilshire, number 10. Wolcott, number fourteen Erzil Number eleven Coquelin, number thirty four Holding number sixteen Giroud, number twelve. First half it was a fairly slow start to the match. Neither side carved out any clear cut opportunities early on. Alexandre Lacazette saw a cross headed away while Hector Bellerin also had his cross dealt with by the home defence. Six minutes before the break though, the gunners took the lead. Granite Zaka's delivery from a corner was perfect, and Captain Palmer to Zaka, making his first league start in eighteen months, rose highest to power home with his head. Zaka nearly doubled the lead late in the first half, but Heredio Gomez made the save. Second half, shortly after replacing Danny Welbeck, Mesut Ozil set up Alex Iwobi with a great pass, but Gomez denied the Nigerian. Ozil himself could have doubled the lead moments later, only to shoot straight at the keeper when threw on goal. The miss proved costly. Watford attacked and, after Hector Bellerin was controversially adjudged to have fouled Richardson in the area, Troy Deeney converted the penalty. Etienne Capoue hit the post as both sides pressed for a winner and it was the host who grabbed it in injury time when Tom cleverly tucked home a loose ball.
4: The Visitors Norwich City have struck 10 goals already in this season's Carabao Cup. The Canaries have yet to face Premier League opposition in their run to the fourth round, but Swindon Town, 3-2 at home, Charlton Athletic, 4-1 at home, and Brentford, 3-1 away, were all dispatched in impressive fashion. And they visit Emirates Stadium this evening, buoyed by the support of 8,800 of their fans, reportedly the club's largest travelling support for an away fixture this century. Like Arsenal, tonight's fixture is Norwich's second in three days, following Sunday afternoon's match against Ipswich Town at Portman Road. They went into that East Anglia derby on a good run of form, having been undefeated since August and lifting themselves to just outside the Championship playoff places. The Norfolk club are eager to make a quick return to the Premier League, having been relegated from the top flight two seasons ago. Four of their last six campaigns have been spent in the top tier, but last season their bid to make an immediate return faded and they had to make do with a final position of eighth, with Scottish manager Alex Neal having been dismissed in March and replaced in a caretaker role until the end of term by his assistant Alan Irvine, In May, the Canaries decided to appoint the first foreign manager in their history – handing the reins to little-known German coach Daniel Farker, who had been earning himself a growing reputation in his homeland as the successful coach of Borussia Dortmund's second team, a job he inherited from current Huddersfield boss David Wagner. Farker's appointment was followed, perhaps inevitably, by a cluster of new players arriving from Germany the result being that the Norwich team that takes the field in North London this evening will have scant resemblance to the one that last visited Arsenal for a Premier League fixture in April 2016, a 1-0 defeat, in which Danny Welbeck scored the Gunners' winner. Norwich did not make the best of starts under their new manager, suffering three heavy defeats in August, against Sunderland, 3-1 at home, Aston Villa, 4-2 away, and Millwall, 4 nil away. However, the ship has successfully been steadied, and Farker's team have made notable progress since then, especially in defence, keeping five successive clean sheets in the championship during September. The Carabao Cup is a competition in which the Canaries have a strong pedigree, winning it twice, in 1962 and 1985, and finishing runners-up in 1973 and 1975. More recently, this is the fifth year out of the last six that they have reached the fourth round, their last two campaigns having been cruelly ended at this stage by penalty shootout defeats, against Everton in 2015 and Leeds United this time last year. Perhaps it will be third-time lucky in front of those legions of yellow-and-green-bedecked fans this evening. A Brief History Formed, 1879 Stadium, Carrow Road Stadium Capacity, 27,244 Head Coach, Daniel Farker Record League Win, 10-2 versus Coventry City Division Three South, nineteen thirty, record goalscorer Johnny Gavin, one hundred and twenty-two goals, oldest player Dion Dublin, thirty-nine years twelve days, two thousand and eight. In the hard copy of the programme, there is a picture of the Canaries' boss Daniel Farker. <laughs>
3: Match action Red Star Belgrade versus Arsenal Thursday october nineteenth, twenty seventeen, Europa League game number thirteen. Red Star Belgrade Nil Arsenal one Venue Stadion Rajko Mitic. Referee Beno Bastien Attendance fifty five thousand Teams for Red Star Belgrade Name. Borjan, shirt number eighty-two, yellow card. Roddick, twenty-three, two yellow cards resulting in a red card. Stokovic, thirty, Savic, ninety, substituted sixty-six minute. Letalic, four, yellow card. Kristic, seven, Cacuaguelo, eight, Donald, twenty. Bokai fourteen yellow card substituted eightieth minute Radonchik forty nine Simic fifty five substituted eighty third minute substitutes Supic twenty seven Babic fifteen Yellow card Came on sixty sixth minute Rajik six Milijas ten. Azic, 11. Gobeljik, 77. Came on, 83rd minute. Pesic, 45. Came on, 80th minute. Arsenal. Goal scorer, Jiru, 85th minute. Team. Name, Czech. Number, 33. Debushi, number 2. Holding, 16. Elnini, 35. Maitland Niles, 30. Nelson, 61. Yellow card. Wilcock, 69. Substituted, 89th minute. Coquelin, yellow card. 34. Substituted, 89. Walcott, 14. Wilshire, 10. Giroux, 12. Substitutes. Macy, 54. De Silva, 43. Ossay Tutu, 63. McGuain, 58. Substitute, 89th minute. Schaeff, 65. Substitute, 89th minute. Achpom, 32. Nkatai, 62. Match facts. Match stats. Total shots. Belgrade, 9. Arsenal, 8. Shots on target. Belgrade, 3. Arsenal five, corners, Belgrade five, Arsenal six, off sides Belgrade two, Arsenal one, fouls Belgrade eleven, Arsenal fourteen, possession, Belgrade thirty nine percent, Arsenal sixty one percent. Match facts: Oliver Giroud has been directly involved in eight goals in his last eight European games. Seven goals, one assist. Arsenal are only the second English side to win at Red Star. Bolton also won in Belgrade in 2007. The Gunners kept their first clean sheet away from home in Europe since winning at Olympiacos in December 2015. Man of the match, Jack Wiltshire. First half, in a febrile atmosphere, Arsenal carved out the first good chance on 15 minutes, but Theo Walcott's low drive was turned away by Red Star keeper Milan Borjan. Immediately, the home team hit back, Mitchell Donald shooting wide. Then a let-off for the Gunners as Richmond Boccailly headed against Petr Cech's crossbar. Red Star looked lively, and Cech had to be alert to save from Nemanja Radonich on the half-hour. The remainder of the half was notable for a shot from the returning Mathieu Bouchy a header over the bar from Oliver Giroux and a booking for Milan Rodic. Second half. Arsenal were more lively after the break and Walcott, Giroud and Reese Nelson all had shots on goal but Red Star remained dangerous with Czech saving from Nanan, Kristic and Slavojub Simic. The game looked to be drifting to a draw when Rodic picked up a second yellow card for an 80th minute foul on Coquelin and five minutes later the Gunners produced a sublime winner Jack Wilshire beat three men in midfield played a 1-2 with Walcott before finding Walcott again who headed behind Giroud for the Frenchman to hook an overhead kick into the roof of the net Stunning
1: Player Feature Rob Holding Born, Tameside, England, September 20th, 1995 Previous clubs, Bolton Wanderers, Bury, Lone In brief, Arsenal won each of the last 12 games in which Rob played last season. He was Bolton's Player of the Season in 2015-16. Rob is an England Under-21 international. It may have only been five months since he went toe-to-toe with Diego Costa in the 2017 FA Cup final, but a lot has changed in that time for Rob Holding. Although Arsene Wenger is still using the same 3-4-2-1 formation, which saw Rob come to prominence last season, the England under-21 international has had to take a back seat while Xhikolja Mustafi Lauren Kozilini and Nacho Monreal formed a strong defensive unit in the Premier League. However, with Lauren and Chakodran unavailable recently, as they were for that FA Cup final, the 22-year-old has had another opportunity to establish himself as a key figure in our backline. The signs have certainly been positive. Rob has starred in our Europa League campaign so far, scoring his first goal for the club against BATE Borisov and also produced a mature performance in our Carabao Cup opener against Doncaster Rovers. We caught up with Rob after another assured display during last week's win at Red Star Belgrade to discuss Olivier Giroud's genius tonight's interesting clash with Norwich City and what it's actually like to face Jack Wilshire in training. Rob, let's start by talking about Red Star. The atmosphere looked intense. How tough was it to play in? It was crazy. I remember walking out and just being amazed by all the cheering. It was quite intense and when we were lining up for the handshakes, I turned around and saw all the banners and mosaics. It was good to see. In the end it took a spectacular goal by Olivier Giroud to secure all three points. It's getting to the stage where we should expect the unexpected from him, isn't it? It is. You've got Theo and Jack running around him doing little one-twos and then he's gone and done that. To be able to bounce off each other and see him produce a nice little finish like that, you just never know what he's going to pull out. He's a top player who's pulled it out of the bag and won us three points. You've been a regular in our Europa League and League Cup campaigns, but you've also started some Premier League games too. How would you assess your season as a whole? I think everything's going well, to be honest. Obviously, I had a great end to last season, with the run in the Premier League culminating in winning the FA Cup. That was a great feeling for me, and I knew it would be tough to come back and try to maintain those performances to keep myself in the team. To get the couple of games in the Europa League and Carabao Cup this season is just about building myself back up again, getting some more game time, and then hopefully I'll get another good run out in the Premier League too. Another English player getting back to his best is Jack Willyshire, What's it actually like to train against him on a regular basis? He's a top quality player and it's a real struggle to get the ball off him. He gets his body in between you and the ball and he's got short legs and a powerful body so he's very difficult to get off the ball. He can turn on a sixpence which isn't easy to defend against for a tall lad like myself. He's a great player and it really helps me to play against players like him in training too. What can you remember from when you were both at Bolton Wanderers? I was only in the stands at the time. I can't remember the kit that he wore, but he was a hero in Bolton. There was lots of excitement with an Arsenal youngster coming up to Bolton, and you could definitely see that from the stands too. He had good players around him too, so it was a good time for Bolton. Since we last spoke to you, you've also claimed your first Arsenal goal. How did it feel to score against BATE Borisov? You could see the emotions and how much it meant to me from my celebrations. I was just jumping around like a madman in the end. It was a great feeling to get my first goal and I'm looking to add that to my game. Every time I play, I'm looking to get into the box and hopefully get my tally up. Your celebration wasn't the one you had planned though, was it? It completely went out of the window. I was so happy to score that I just completely lost my cool. I was just pleased to get on the end of it and then celebrate in front of our fans too. We've heard you calling it a volley. Are you still claiming that? If you look up a volley online, it will tell you that the ball hasn't hit the ground before the player catches it in the air. If that's a volley, then mine was definitely a volley. And your only goal for Bolton was a volley too. It's almost becoming your trademark finish. Our striker headed it off the crossbar. It fell to me, and then I just volleyed it in. I was just stood there, and it came to me, but I'll take it. I'm a centre-back who scored two volleys in his career. Norwich could provide a tough test for us tonight. How do you prepare to face a side who have gone nine games unbeaten in the championship? We've got to go into it and just be prepared. We had Doncaster in the previous round, who were well organised and hard to break down. It took a while to get the goal, so I'm sure it will be a similar game. Norwich might come out to play a bit more with the players they've got though. The top-end Championship sides always come to play a bit at the Emirates, rather than others who may just sit back. It gives us opportunities to get them on the counter-attack and hopefully more space on the pitch to play. It will be an interesting game and hopefully an enjoyable one too. It's definitely a step up from the Doncaster game, but that wasn't a routine win either. It never is. You can't take anything for granted. These teams come to Emirates Stadium and they're well organised, well set up, in two banks of four, and hard to break down. We just have to continue playing our game in their half, wearing them down and keeping the ball. Then, hopefully, our Premier League fitness levels will come through until the end. Might we see another unlikely pairing of you and Mohamed Neni at centre-back, like we did in Belgrade? It's a strange one, but it works. Moe puts his heart into everything, so as soon as he was named alongside me, I knew he would be willing to do all the dirty work that needs to be done at centre-back. Right in the last minute, Red Star put a good cross in. It went over my head, but Moe was in the right place to head it away with his dreads. If he hadn't have made that, the striker had a free header and a good chance for him to score, so I was delighted with Moe for that. I congratulated him for that after the game as well. And it was great to see Matthew Debouche back after 11 months, too. Yeah, it was great to have Debouche back. Matt comes in every day, trains hard, and works to get himself back in the side. For him to get a full 90 minutes against Belgrade was great. He was solid, so hopefully he can be a big play of us this season. <laughs>
2: Teams, for Arsenal, manager, Arsene Wenger, red shirts with white sleeves, white shorts and red and white socks. 2. Mathieu Debuchy. 4. Per Matasaka 6. Laurent Kojelny 7. Alexis Sanchez 8. Aaron Ramsey 9. Alexandre Lacazette 10. Jack Wilshere 11. Messou Terzil 12. Olivier Giroud Thirteen David Ospina goalkeeper, fourteen Theo Walcott, sixteen Rob Holding, seventeen Alex Iwobi, eighteen Nacho Monreal, nineteen Santi Carzola twenty Shkodran Mustafi, twenty one Callum Chambers, twenty two Jeff Huen Adelaide, twenty three Danny Welbeck, twenty four Hector Bellerin, twenty nine Granit Xhaka thirty Angeline Maitland Niles thirty one Siad Kalasinak thirty two Chuba Akpom thirty three Petra Jack Goalkeeper thirty four Francis Coquelin thirty five Mohamed Elneny forty three Josh De Silva forty four Vlad Dragomir forty seven Charlie Gilmore fifty four Matt Macy Goalkeeper fifty eight Marcus McGain sixty one Reese Nelson sixty two Eddie and sixty three Jordy Osetutu sixty five Ben Sheaf sixty nine Joe Woolock, for Norwich City Head Coach Daniel Fark Yellow shirt with green trim, green shorts, yellow and green socks one Angus Gunn Goalkeeper, two Evo Daniel Pinto three James Husband four Harrison Reed five Russell Martin. 6. Christoph Zimmerman, 7. Stephen Naismith 8. Mario Vranjic 9. Nelson Oliveira 10. Cameron Jerome 11. Josh Murphy 12. Marley Watkins 13. Paul Jones, goalkeeper 14. Wes Hoolahan, 15. Tim Close 16. Matt Jarvis 17. Yannick Wilchard, 18. Marco Steperman. 19. Tom Tribal 21. Alex Pritchard 23. James Madison 26. Jamal Lewis 27. Alexander Tati 28. Marcel Frank 29. Remy Matthews, goalkeeper 31. Grant Hanley 33. Michael McGovern, goalkeeper 34. Louis Thompson Officials Referee Andrew Maidley Assistant referees Neil Davis, Mark Russell, fourth official James Lennington. Tonight, other fixtures, all 7.45pm unless stated. Bournemouth vs Middlesbrough. Bristol City vs Crystal Palace. Leicester City vs Leeds United. Swansea City vs Manchester United. Manchester City vs Wolverhampton Wanderers at 8pm. The Arsenal Foundation, helping young people fulfill their potential through education and sport.
0: Hello, this is Arsene Langer. That
2: brings us to the end of this audio production of the Arsenal Match Day Programme. Personal.
4: Junior
3: membership 2017 18. Always ahead of the game. Become a junior gunner today. Awesome competitions. Cool membership pack. Chances
2: to meet your heroes. Join now. Always ahead of the game.com.
0: Junior. Step left. Around.
4: Premier League. Download the official Premier League app. Manage your fantasy team and get the latest Premier League news. Free to download. Download on the App Store. Get it on Google Play.
3: We are the Arsenal. 1718 kits, arsenaldirect.com Free £10 voucher in every order.
2: And terms and conditions apply.